Tuesday the 19th of September 2017. After school today we are going to stock up on materials that we should need for half art, particularly as it is the build-up to Christmas term, and then shop at the poultry shop for things that we are going to need for the arrival of the new girls for our hen compound. We should need some new non-spill feeders. These are essential if we are going to keep rats from the run. They will enable us to pick up the feeders at the end of the day and put away from uninvited guests with little risk of leaving food scattered around the feeding area. We also need a large quantity of organic layers pellets and finally a tub of red mite dusting powder. Quite often when one rescues hens, because of the way they are kept, they often have an infestation of red mite, which is very unpleasant for the hen. The mite is common in wooden hen houses and lives in nest boxes and perches. To make sure that our existing hens and hen house isn't infected, we should dust all of the new girls as they arrive. We use a plastic egglu hen houses, which are bought from a company called Omelette. And they're very easy to clean and red mite is not generally a problem. It, in coops such as these, we're not expecting the hens that are coming to have an infestation because although they were going for slaughter, they are ex-free-range organic birds and shouldn't have those problems. But we have to protect our existing old ladies. As I've said before, the hens that are coming are called Oracana chickens. They're also sometimes called the Easter egg chicken. It's quite a strange-looking hen, so I'm not sure what Hetty Merriweather and her two companions would think about them. They were named after the Arauca Indians in central Chile and apparently are still seen in the wild in the Amazon basin. There are folk tales that say that they originally arrived in Britain from shipwrecks in the Hebrides. Arcanas are a funny-looking bird who stand very tall and upright and have little tufty ears and practically no wattles. They are apparently very friendly and enjoy a cuddle, never show any aggression and like a large space but adapts well to compound life. They lay eggs that range from blue to green to pink. This is how it got its nickname, the Easter egg chicken. It is, we are told, a prolific layer and its feather colouring is a mixture of black, red, lavender and other muted colours. I must say it does sound a very interesting hen. We have generally had a great number of flocks of the Rhode Island Red variety and they come to us exhausted and in a very poor state and take a few weeks to bring back to something resembling a chicken. It is a very exciting weekend that lies ahead, what with the new girls arriving. We had a message from Hen Central to say that our pick-up slot was between 1.15 and 2.15 Sunday lunchtime. That means that our traditional Sunday lunch will be out of the window, so to speak. On Saturday, David will be finishing off the base by cementing all the rubble in. It always makes me sad to see concrete going down on what was brown earth, but David said it's the only way we can ensure that the shed goes on to a firm base that will support the shed properly and prevent the shed from rotting from the bottom up. Also, the rats would find much more difficult to build their network of nests and highways under it. At the moment, there isn't, as far as we can detect, a single rat on our land. 
But that is, of course, probably a very ill-informed thing to say, as according to statistics, rats are so prolific that most people are probably only two or three metres away from one at any given time. This morning I took Carla into work and because of a ten-week project on the main road into the town in which she works, we took the back lanes up from the village. It is a route that I often take if I'm going into the town. It was seven o'clock in the morning and a wisp of mist trailing over the valley as we climbed up Chalk Hill. Through the trees the sun suddenly broke out as we reached the top of the hills. It was a weak autumn sun. The effect was spectacular. It had been raining during the night and there were drops of rain hanging from every leaf in the hedgerows, lit up by the sun like diamonds, drops pendulously hanging from the earlobes of a grand lady. The sun had lit up the trees in their autumn splendour. Golds, the reds, the yellows, the oranges and greens dappling in the early morning sun. It was a breathtaking sight and one well worth the journey. The Oxfordshire countryside is truly magnificent and is in many cases unchanged for generations, particularly where we live. In the early years before the children came, David and I used to do very early morning walks through the ancient beech woods up on the high land, on the other side of the valley. Sometimes it would be very early in the morning, in the summer even five o'clock, and we would wonder at the beauty of it all with the early morning mist the silence, and would often wonder why there were not more people doing the same. God revealed the best of his creation in the early morning. One morning, in the winter, the trees and grass were covered in frost, and as we stood on the edge of a large field, with, I remember, David gloves on my feet inside my Wellingtons for extra warmth, we saw a small herd of roe deer. They stood silently watching us, and we also stood in the same reverie, transfixed by the moment frozen in time, as was the surrounding countryside. They, after a few moments, looked away from us and quietly went on eating whatever grass they could find amongst the frosty earth. We also, respecting their presence, looked away and quietly continued our walk. It was a moment I will always remember, a moment when all was in harmony, as it should be as it was meant to be. There is so much to see if we lift our eyes from the ground and stop hurrying from moment to moment. I see people hurrying past each other, always in a hurry, never a smile or time for a chat, just rushing on through their lives. <laughs>